This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to A Bit of Culture with me, Cam Ruslan. And this week we have the returns of, he is a consultant with Nort Lab. I'm still yet to really work out what that means. He is Onkar Jin. Hello, everybody. Nice to be back. Although I suspect it is definitely the job that I want. Um, we could swap. And uh, she is a singer. She's best known as a singer. She does other things as well, but she's a singer. She is Bijou. Hi, good to be back. Great to have you back. I've noticed you've been, since last we spoke, you've done like a hundred different productions. So <laughs> it sure feels like it. Yeah, yeah. So our three topics this week are topic number one is con men and scams okay. and how come we fall for them. Topic number two is controlling the narrative. And finally, topic number three is technology. It's a language, and you either speak it or you don't. So with uh, topic number one, uh, con men. The world is just awash with con men right now, in politics, in business, in <laughs> wherever. <laughs> uh, I think we all are the obvious targets. Um, but the first con man was in the mid-1800s in New York, and he would apparently walk up to people and um, with great confidence, and he would apparently also say the phrase, I, mean, I haven't been able to verify this. It seems to have disappeared. But he said, do you have confidence in me? And mm. people would say, oh, why, of course. And say, well, then hand over your watch to me. Give me your watch and your money. And it, they, people invariably would. And then he'd run, he'd run away. Um, <laughs> now, he wasn't that great at it. But, I mean, he was a pickpocket in a sense. But people, instead of getting into people's pockets, people elected to open their pockets to him. So uh, um, American newspapers uh, by the 1850s called him the confidence man <laughs> and hence the con man. And uh, I just want to mention a couple, couple of things which just stand out to me in terms of con men and scams. One is I nearly, nearly got conned over the phone and the guy was trying to, he was basically telling me uh, how to zombify my computer and give give the computer to him. He was mm. he was an Indian in India. It was very clear he was an Indian in India. And the thing that struck me was he was really rude to me. He was pressuring me the whole time and he was making me feel, I mean, he was basically saying I was stupid. Mm. And, um, <sighs> I, and I was thinking, I kind of thought, well, he can't be conning me because if he was trying to steal my money, he would at least be nice about it. <laughs> well, I wonder if he's working on that same playbook that those male pickup artists do, you know, this whole nagging technique where, I mean, a decade back at least, you know, there, this this pickup artist books became very popular. And one of the techniques that the men use was this thing called nagging, which is to criticize or put down the person you're trying to attract. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also, but also, it. I mean, it's. Well, I'll come back to it in a second. But the it's the the pressure is the thing. Make your decision now, now, now. A second thing which uh, caught my eye is that you know, with these Nigerian scams, you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Nigerian prince and I've got 100 billion, and you know, they are they are so badly written. They sound so stupid. <laughs> but um, I I read somewhere again. I can't remember where. So that that is actually by design. Mm. That the idea is that they only want um, 
are willing applicants to apply. <laughs> so they're immediately vetting out the people who are not going to fall for the scam. Instead, right. they're preying on the gullible, the ignorant, uh, mm. whoever just was in a being very stupid on that day. Mm. Um, and then they can then get those people to, mm. to hand over their money. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to bother arguing with people. So finally, I think my personal belief is the reason why con men succeed and why we fall for con men is because of our, it's not our greed or our gullibility. It is our fear of the future, mm. uh, the fear yeah, of the really. unknown of the future. And if a person can come to us with confidence and tell us only I can make your future safe and prosperous, and if you can fall for it, and, and even if they say something by design, Trump and Elon Musk, for that matter, say things which are really stupid. Yeah. And that's by design, because they only want the people who are gullible enough to fall for it. Yeah. To fall for it. <laughs> it reminds me of like, did you guys watch Tinder Swindler on Netflix? Yeah. It was like yeah. a documentary on this uh, con man, but yeah. on Tinder, where his his uh, his strategy was, you know, match with women and then immediately dazzle them with like private jet trips to like a foreign country like the high-flying lifestyle mm. and then get them sucked in and then later they'll discover that actually he's swindling money from everyone. He, he's, he's, um, he would get them hooked in and then start uh, sending photos of him being beat up and saying like, oh no, he's being threatened by, by these gangsters and then he needs mm. money to settle the debts. And it was insane how many women fell for it. And just mm. now you said, you know, the fear of the future of someone confident coming enough to say, like, I will make your future prosperous and secure. Because when someone comes in, gets you onto their private jet and whisk you off to five-star hotels and fine dining meals, and then suddenly a flash of your future living the high life. Mm. There's love as well, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah. love. It, yeah. I mean, love and sex yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Kajin, have you been... I so uh, here, I, I was thinking about the community aspect of a lot of these scams and cons, right? Because, uh, I mean, like Ponzi schemes and, and all that, they're all, and, you know, some much more sketchy MLM kind of schemes. They rely very much on the community, almost like a cult, right? And I think that is driven not so much by, I mean, fear of the future is one way of putting it, but it's also people hate they think that they are wrong. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, mm -hmm. like all you need is the, the what I've seen in some of these communities and recently I encountered one of these community scams is that like they police themselves. So one person voiced out like, hey, this looks like a bit like a scam. And it I think the Securities Commission even put out a alert on this company. Mm -hmm. And then a whole bunch of people who had already invested quite a bit and not only invested quite a bit, but got some of their friends to invest, became very defensive because they felt like they, are, they were personally being attacked, not, yeah. not being helped, right, by someone pointing it out. So, so they I feel like, like there's a... They, they were stupid. They were yes. being told they were stupid. Yeah. Or yeah. And putting they, people they care about in harm's way. Yes, exactly. And mm -hmm. they feel like, oh, I'm not, I wouldn't do that. I'm not stupid. 
So therefore, you must be wrong, right? This is not a scam. You're just too risk-averse to see the opportunity or something. Oh my God, that vocabulary. <laughs> risk-averse to see the opportunity. Yeah, and, and, and I mean... They, I will run use... away whenever I hear that. Yeah, they're very, very... Um, uh, they, they're very clever in, in terms of their modus operandi, right? And so, also who, who they would target. So you said a community uh, group, yeah. so like church so, groups, etc. They would they would find the, the leader. Yes. So so what I the, the scam that I recently looked into was a scam that used um, a, a well-known Malaysian figure, uh, uh, KS Jomo. So they created a fake oh, yeah. Facebook page yeah. that had his picture, had his profile and everything and started posting articles that quoted him right from the star and all that and then started saying hey you know as an economist i can see that the recession is coming um i'm going to share my knowledge with a select group of people to help you brave this recession sign up and then like droves of people signed up for this mm. and to, to get this quote-unquote advice um, including a, a a colleague's father who told me, hey, you know, this is uh, a, a, a Jomo, like Jomo is in this thing. It can't possibly be a scam. And I'm like, have you seen him? Have Has he spoken out before about this? And then, yeah. you know, then then they were like, oh no. And then I then showed him, showed her and her father a post that showed like, hey, um, I mean, I showed, showed them a post that, showed like, oh, hey, you know, like this could be a scam. Like like uh, this figure has denied that they're part of this thing. In fact, say this is a scam. And even then, there's a hesitance. Right. Because I, I mean, I reckon that we're, you know, we're all susceptible and there'll be the one that which is just able to just press our particular buttons. And, um, and I'm, I, I nearly, I so nearly fell for that one. The, 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 the Indian fellow from India. What about you two? Have you come close? Never. No. No. Yeah. no. Because you're clever or because they, they haven't found you or? I, well, I think the latter and me, they never find me. Thanks very much. Yeah. Right, right. Because it's, it's going to touch on your, your topic, Kajin, you know, the technology yeah. language. Uh, mm -hmm. if, if... But I'm curious, Cam, like, what was it that snapped you out of it? I, it was technology in a sense. He was asking me to do things on my computer that I didn't understand. Mm. I didn't know where this was going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I don't know, something in me kind of like wanted to admit to my own ignorance. Yeah. Like, Wait a second. I don't know what's going on. Right, right. I want to take control of my, my ignorance. So I was able to Google quickly mm. and, and work out that it was, it was, it was a barefaced lie. No, mm -hmm. Um, now, I mean, there are all these YouTube channels, by the way, where they play along with the scam and then they eventually track down the scammer and basically scam the scammer, which are hilarious like and very yeah. satisfying to watch. Yeah. Well, anyway, folks, uh, watch out, I guess. Uh, yes. I don't know what else to say. Just if, if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be but, true. But to add on to that, I, I have a close friend whose mom has fallen victim to a scam before. And the thing is, she does it repeatedly. Oh, like yeah. there's a part of her that, like, is not seeing the light and is choosing to be to participate in the scams 
and right. be victimized repeatedly. Uh-oh. And it's it's really stressful. So that there's that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. That's people, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's well, that, puzzling. That, yeah, that opens up a whole, gosh, that's fascinating. But we have to move on. Um, I'd love to be able to mm-hmm. talk about that one more, but we can't. So uh, Bishu, uh, controlling the narrative. Yeah. The reason why I chose this topic is because uh, specifically the Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner divorce has been happening. For those who don't know, Joe Jonas is, of course, one third of the Jonas Brothers. And Sophie Turner was Sansa Stark on Game of Thrones. And he's, I think, seven years her senior. She's only in her early 20s and have they have two children together. And what was interesting was once the divorce was announced, there started uh, a slew of news articles and tweets and all that started coming out about uh, portraying Sophie Turner negatively. And then you would got, get commentators saying that, oh, look, Joe Jonas is playing that PR handbook that always happens whenever celebrities get divorced, which mm. is portray the other person in a negative light. And mm-hmm. normally it works, right? Because whoever controls the narrative first is like mm. gets out of the gate faster and establishes the the tone. However, in this instance, why I I picked this topic was because Joe Jonas's PR efforts are actually backfiring on him. Every negative portrayal of uh, Sophie Turner that has come out has actually had people turning back on him and pointing out the inconsistencies in 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 the the reportage and is actually now making him look worse Mm. while she has stayed silent on the entire matter. So just just to be clear though, the, the, the image that was being portrayed was that Sophie Turner was a bit of a party girl and, uh, and a bad mother. Was it bad mother as well? And that Mm. he, on the other hand, likes to just stay at home and like, likes a quiet life and slippers kind of thing. Uh, we, uh, uh, Kajin, you're, you're a consultant. You, you, you get helicoptered into these situations, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, were you aware of this story and, and the notion of controlling narrative? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think it's also interesting, right? Because this is hopefully, uh, this Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas uh, divorce is basically happening in the context of it's a post-Johnny Depp and Amber Heard yeah. context, right? Yes. Where um, regardless of wh- which side, quote-unquote, that you believe in, it is very, very clear that public opinion and the sheer social media kind of circus that surrounded it was absolutely crucial in determining the future careers of these people. Yes. Right? So I think now and when uh, the Brad Pitt, Angelina, Dina Jolie... Uh, one is uh, which also very recently happened it was also another kind of PR uh, kind of situation <laughs> so I mean at the end of the day this controlling narrative is it is a PR game and it is unless though because I I, I mean I saw the, the the story of it being a PR story thing yeah. and, I, and I did wonder well maybe it's not. I mean, you, you mentioned the Johnny Depp Amber Heard, be, Heard because in that case, 
the story was violence. Mm-hmm. And so their careers are on the line because they are being really, truly smeared. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like the end of the road. Yep. Whereas in the case of um, this one, uh, the Sophie Turner and mm-hmm. Joe Jonas, I, I admit two people I've never thought about before. <laughs> um, uh, what's on the line? People get divorced. It's not going to be the end of anyone's careers. They haven't done a thing terribly bad. Um, they're just, uh, I mean, maybe this Jonas brother fella is not involved in any PR controlling yeah. any narrative. Uh, I mean, you, I mean really, seriously, do you think it might not be anything? I, I think it's highly unlikely that it's nothing because mm. if it was nothing, there would be nothing. Not necessarily. No, I mean, the celebrities, two famous people and, and just going to, people just want to jump in on that. I mean, the Murdoch newspapers and everything, they thrive yeah. off this like yeah. sharks. But, but that's the, the thing, the, the people who want to control the narrative use these like rags, you know, this gossip magazines as part of their arsenal of tools. True. Yeah. Um, I mean, and again, like, sorry, to come back to earlier, you said about scammers, right? Deliberately wanting to weed out people who know better and only mm-hmm. capturing the attention of people who are gullible. The same way like the gossip magazines work. Like if you are a critical thinker, you wouldn't take them at face value. You know that it's probably a lot of noise, a lot of speculation, and it's not fact-checked. But for a lot of people out there, fact-checking is the last thing they consider when they want to read celebrity gossip. Uh, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's often been said that uh, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good for everyone. Because I'd never heard of Joe Jonas before. Sophie <laughs> Turner. But yeah. now I know them. Yeah, same thing with the Matt Matt Healy incident, I think, you uh, know, because he's just coming off a wave of really bad PR of artists calling him out for being controlling, manipulative and all that. And he comes to Malaysia, pulls this horrible LGBT stunt that actually harms the actual LGBT community with his actions. And then suddenly he's hailed as a hero in the Western world. So Yeah, but that's just chance, though. I mean, because I mean, he's not going to engineer that. I don't know, Kajin again. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think to, yes, perhaps it, it will not, quote unquote, um, affect the kind of jobs they get. But my my concern, I mean, if I were them, we, we live in an age where people feel entitled to celebrities' personal lives okay. and also feel entitled to basically rag them online and okay. sometimes... I mean, literally harass them, spam their Instagram, you know, with sometimes with death threats over quote unquote mistreating someone else. Yeah. Um, so, and and many of these celebrities, they may have a social media manager, but a lot of them also are personally online and they read what is said about them and it can affect their mental health. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to me, the, 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 and especially for someone like Joe Jonas, um, where, the Jonas Brothers is nothing if not fandom personified, right? People yeah. feel very personal about their quote-unquote relationship with the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. 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 And they have a sort of wholesome, more wholesome image that, rather than sleazy. And I guess when you're, you know, divorcing and wanting to stay in the good side of the limelight, but like I said, you know, it's kind of backfiring on him. And and one thing that 
I thought about when this happened was also how terrible our current government is at controlling the narrative. I, I strongly <laughs> believe that um, the reason why the backdoor government managed its coup way back in 2020 uh, was because the government failed at controlling the narrative. And right now, I don't think they're doing a good job either. So, Well, I, I think in that particular case, uh, yes, there is the notion of controlling the narrative and, and that does require PR savvy. Uh, but if in the case of politics, you... you if you're working with fear, mm. if you're able to manipulate people into fear, yeah. it's a very powerful emotion. Fear yeah. of the future. And it's very difficult to counter that with uh, an emotion. There's no, I mean, like, not fear. Hope? <laughs> mm. uh, hope, I mean, yeah. But it, it, it only goes so far because you can then just switch on fear again. And you can point to images yeah. Of of um, migrants or people not of your faith or whatever, <sighs> yeah, um, that same old playbook. Yeah, and it's really it's easy to do. It's very powerful. It's, it grabs emotions. So, uh, Kajin, um, if you were advising <laughs> Sophie Turner or Joe Jonas, uh, I, I I wouldn't venture into that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I, w- I would say the less said, the better. Don't yeah. don't fuel don't fuel the monster. And 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 Bijou, are you are you going to burn all your your Jonas Brothers records? Let mm, me see if they exist in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> are the Jonas Brothers still current? Are they still a thing? I don't know. I was never really their demographic, so I can't answer that. What about you, Kajin? Do you like their music? Um, it's okay. You know, once in a while, there's there's a catchy tune, but I'm I'm not a big fan. Yeah. I'm struggling to say Mbop. Is that them? I don't know. Hanson, that's Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> they were brothers, weren't they, or something? I don't know. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, good luck to them, and uh, let's see how. Let's not get immersed in the the celebrity stuff, but it is interesting, though, nonetheless, to watch how it is played out. Although yeah. I, I cannot for a moment bring myself to dip my a toe in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp nonsense. Um, so in a moment, though, we're going to ask about technology and is it a language that you either speak or cannot speak here on A Bit of Culture on BFM 89.9. And we're back with myself, Cam Raslan, Onkar Jin and Bijou. And now, Kar Jin, technology, it's a language. Yeah, so I was, I mean, you know, it, it's, Technology is a form of expression, right? So, like, if someone asks you to send them an email or search something or even just do a a, a graph, a chart, a, a spreadsheet to demonstrate something, like, you may have all the brains in the world and you may know exactly what you would do, but because you're not proficient with a certain technology or software, you have no way of expressing it, right? So yeah. in, in that sense, you're, you're locked out. And it, it made me think about how technology is more and more to express yourself in a very, very human way because that's how we keep in touch. You need to use technology and technology is that, that kind of language which at the same time expands the way we can communicate, you know, through stickers or whatever, but also restricts the way the vocabulary we have. I think earlier, Cam was pointing out to me that 
you know, he was explaining to his mom about touch the screen. And then I just, uh, he just made me realize that the word touch to us means like just lightly tap something, but to an older person could mean what caress it, like, like hug it, like what, what, what does touch mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause t- yeah. touch, the word touch is, is, is to, is to feel. Yeah. Um, to feel the texture. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the screen, you're not doing any such thing. So why, what, what, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this is like, uh, not being able to speak French. Yeah. Uh, which could be fine, but when you go to France, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, someone being thrown into a foreign country without knowing yeah. a lick of the language. And then they suddenly, like, they are viewed as basically stupid, but mm. they're not. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. can't find that language for themselves. Yeah. yeah like, like, until today, my, my father does not use online banking. Mm. No, no, I hate it. Because hate it. it's just way too messy and complicated for him. Yeah. And I understand that. And yeah. I like when I applied for a big pay card for him, like as a as a debit card, he still tops it up manually at like a 7-Eleven or something. Oh, I, oh wow. Uh, yeah, and I would go with him. <laughs> and I and he and I would complain about everything as we go along. And well, compared I, I, that to like how Little children today are so intuitive with how they use devices. Sometimes I look at like a two-year-old toddler and they're like, whoa, sorry. Yeah, but can they do everything though, Kajin? I mean, Bijou, they, what Kajin is saying is that, okay, they can work their way, they can Google, they can speak to people, et cetera, but can they do a spreadsheet? Yeah. I mean, there are parts of which they cannot do, surely. They can do everything, I don't know. Yeah, so so I think it's interesting, right? Because technology is often not linear, right? It doesn't mean that we're consistently progressing in the same way. Yeah. So, you know, where it used to be when you want, like, I mean, like Googling is a skill, right? To be able to learn on the internet, to know what to search, to find a certain thing is a particular skill. We may consider it common sense, but it's an acquired sense. And... Right now, where we're in this period, I feel like, so it used to be that if you wanted to know something, you asked someone about it, or you went to the library, right? Yeah. You, 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 you opened your mouth. And then it's funny because as ChatGPT and, you know, Alexa and Siri become more and more advanced, we might go from, oh, open your mouth and ask somebody to go and Google it to, yes, open your mouth and ask this question out loud again. So we're kind of coming back in this circle in terms of how we interact and how we express ourselves to this technology. Yeah. I, I find it interesting you say that because um, previously I taught uh, vocal classes for two years at Sudbury University, right? Mm. And the one thing that I I noticed about the students was like, there are Malaysian students, like 90% of them in a Malaysian institution studying music with the hopes of a career in the Malaysian music industry, yet they knew nothing about it. And so many of them had never even been to a local gig or mm. jam session and was very lacking in this whole <laughs> approach of physically going Engag- somewhere, engaging. interacting and engaging mm. with people. And now the norm is, I don't know anything, I'm going to ask Google. And then the whole art of, like making conversation with a person and finding out information 
it's it's like a lost skill almost. Yeah, not like us on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever been in the same room as Bijou at the same time. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, we've never. No. Hey, but Bijou, you're a recording artist, right? Yes. And, and um, I mean, you, so you would stand there and you'd sing, and that seems like a very physical thing. But there's a lot of technology involved in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know with singers back in the day, from the 80s and stuff, didn't have to know, did not have to know how all of it worked. Yeah. Other people would press buttons. That was assumed, you know, because it was a it was a skill. Yes. Do you know how? Can do you know how it works? Are you in fact compelled? You must, by necessity, as as a business, know how it all works and be able to do it yourself. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I'm fairly old school in this respect. Like there are so many musicians today who are able to do everything, compose, yeah. write, record, mix, master. You know, there's this particular artist that I, I really enjoy watching her. Her name is Belle. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Belle Siwalski or something, but she basically rearranges all these famous songs using Malaysian ethnic instruments. Well, and she is a whiz, a genius, and an absolute delight to watch. And I sit there and am completely in awe at, at artists like her because I'm the old school person who goes to someone who knows this and say, help me. I'm no. relying on your expertise. Is and... she, but is she also, at, at the same time as she's creating the sound, is she also like oh, yeah. Instagramming it and... Uh, you, yes, using all different levels it, of media, creating a real, yeah, and that's what makes it so engaging to watch. And she, and she, mm. she's doing the the button pressing herself. How old is she? Young, I think, like, could be very early twenties. Um, yeah, I'll send you the <laughs> the the link for you to check her out. She's also on TikTok and Instagram. And yeah, don't 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 send me a yeah, link. Yeah, Belcio. Yeah, don't say me. Write down a piece of paper, and I'll get don't it to your father next time we're at Seven <laughs> Eleven together. Are we Jin, What about you? Are you are you take your technology savvy? I mean, you can do all these things, can't you? You speak, yeah. you speak Esperanto of of technology. <laughs> well, I mean, but the, I mean, the thing about it is constantly changing, right? So, I mean, yes, I know how to Google, but it's a constant challenge to keep up to date and. And at some point, I can feel myself being uprooted and yeah. fading away into the oblivion where I have to turn to someone who refers to me as someone born in the 1900s and say, hey, how do you do this? I love it. I, I, I love it when people say that. But, but, you, but do you have a consciousness of a time before uh, internet technology? Uh, um, ah. You don't, do you? I, no, not really, actually. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I, I, I was in, still in the jarring, dial-up internet era, but I right. did have internet. Bijou, what about you? Um, yeah, I was 13 when, you know, I touched a computer for the first time, and that was the age of ICQ and IRC, so I haunted cyber cafes for a little bit right. in my teenage days. Right. But so you didn't... Yeah, so a younger person now will know it as uh, we're taking for granted that it's this super fast thing and you can do everything. Whereas for you, you've grown with it. Yes, right. I, so, I knew what analog felt like. Yeah, buffering, buffering, buffering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, you are kind of you're kind of dinosaurs. Um, we are. And uh, but Bijou, are you confident that you, or have you given up? Have you given up on speaking the the language of technology? No, absolutely not. I hmm? I think maybe I'm not as fast as uh, a younger person, perhaps, but I'm still curious, and I'm still interested. And even though, like. I might not necessarily participate in a lot of the things, but I'm observing. Mm. Actually, one thing that yeah, I observe, I'm still interested, which I enjoy observing, is the different generations of how uh, how we type. Mm. So the yeah. older generation, older than me, my, my is typing with the index finger. One type index finger, one yep. letter, one letter. I am more thumb. And young okay. people who have grown up with this are like all their fingers and and thumbs, everything it seemed to be able to at play. And <laughs> and I just wow. pushing out yeah. pushing out these messages like it's mm. nothing. Um mm. and I think I'm pretty cool with my thumb, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like my mother. I use a combination of my thumb and my index finger. Uh, so which you're is an strange, old person. So it works you... for me. Yeah. Half an old person. <laughs> Half an old person. And with my mother, it's very difficult to explain to her that if she presses the screen too long, she'll delete the app, um, which is what she does. Oh, and, then yes. it's and then it's very difficult to explain what an app is. <laughs> and, then, and then I just, it just, well, but I mean, she went to school on a horse and cart. So <laughs> how can you possibly? Uh, okay. So, so in conclusion, Kajin, um, we're going to lose people, aren't we? I mean, I think that's the concern at the end of the day, right? Because, I mean, technological technology is a language, which also means that as much as language expands our way of expression, it's it's also a way of excluding in groups and out groups, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, and I mean, this was a big thing during the pandemic, right? Like everybody was like, okay, it's e-learning now. Everyone's gonna learn from home, but that inevitably left out um, yeah, people who did not have a laptop or a fixed yeah. internet line who yes. only had one mobile phone to share between like four kids at home. Yeah. 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 God, yeah. yeah that must've been gone. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. even when I see older folks these days out at a restaurant and the menu is only in QR code. Oh God. Oh, I, I hate that. that. I hate that so much. Me too. So the, the worst part is when they, you'd scan it and then they come over to confirm your order, and you're like, "What was the point of <laughs> doing it on QR?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was a part of me that that feels like, you know, I really like some human interaction. That's I hope was necessary in my service text. Mm. I think uh, Kajin, you, me, and Bijou, and Bijou's father are going to have a great time. <laughs> at 7-Eleven topping That's up all okay. cards we've got a lot to talk about and complain yeah. about uh, okay with that we'll move on now to uh, recommendations something that uh -huh. we think might be of interest um, Bijou offered me a recommendation uh, which I, well, I think we should recommend anyway uh, Bijou what is this uh, recommendation you, you wanted me to recommend uh, so the play Jabat uh, is premiering this weekend on the 16th of September at KL Pack. And as we all know, Hang Jabat is the 
more maligned historical figure in the whole Hangzhou Hangzhou situation. So I think、uh, this is a very interesting perspective、right. of a different narrative of a story we all think we know. Yeah. So、uh, a bit of a culture. You know, we always like to、uh, promote the arts. So that's that's that. My recommendation is actually slightly different. It's a peculiar recommendation. My recommendation is getting really strange.、Um, I re- kind of recommend. I really don't like the sport of American football. I find it a very silly sport and a very boring sport. But I really love movies set in the world of American football.、Um, Me too. You serious? Yes. Friday Night Lights. We Are Marshall. I watch all those movies, but I don't、wow. like the sport. Wow. I, I'm not alone in this. Oh my god, that's fantastic. I I personally find them fascinating because it's a world where it's a really working class sport.、Uh, the players are genuinely working class. Come、okay. absolutely a butt with extreme wealth, and it's a well, it's a massive industry,、mm. um, and、uh, and I just find it fascinating when you look at these movies through the ages, from like a Burt Reynolds movie from the seventies, and how the story of of how they how they tell the story of the American working class changes over over the over time.、Um, yeah. So oh well, Bijou. Okay, cool. So my recommendation is.、Uh, Because I just watched one which is very good, 2014 called Draft Day with Kevin、mm. Costner.、Um, oh, I've watched that one. It's good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow, you guys,、uh, Kajin, you know, you don't know, you have no idea. Sorry, Kajin. You're, you're just, <laughs> I mean, you're not. I mean, you're out. You're, you're, no, you're in... I, I'm really out. I'm losing out in this language. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know、no. the rules of American football. Like, I don't. I don't know. Neither、like, do, you... do I. No, I mean, how I many movies I've watched? I have no idea. It's like it's like rugby. Where、oh, you、geez. have to get the ball across the line, but the way、down. they play it is so <laughs> strategic, and they run plays, and it's not as speedy and spontaneous as rugby. So it confuses me very, 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 very much. But yeah, me too. I like watching movies based on it. Cool.、Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, uh, well, uh, later, uh, me and Bijou will、uh, compare notes on、uh, our lists.、Uh, meanwhile, though, uh, uh, Bijou, what's your recommendation? Ah, the one that I actually wanted to recommend. <laughs> so、um, there is this、uh, this year、uh, exposure plus photo. They're putting up an exhibition, and it's called a theme, a different light. And they have twenty foot artists, ten locations, and ten days. So the three locations are the Zhongshan Building,、uh, GMBB Mall in KL, and Chloe Hotel. So it's like a very fascinating、uh, photo exhibition by twenty artists across like ten locations in ten days, and、oh. I think it's、uh, wonderful to look at how people are looking at things. I, and, and you can go to these、uh, venues at ex- any time. Yes, yes. During that time. Yeah. And there's, so, you don't have to do one after the. It, there's no set route. It's no. So、right. the the three venues that I talked about, Zhongshan Building, GMBB Mall, and Chloe Hotel, are only the first、uh, the three locations that have the first ten artists. So I'm still waiting for them to announce the next batch of、uh, locations. But this will be happening from the 21st of September to the 1st of October. It's called Exposure Plus Photo 2023. So there there was a 2022 as well. I'm guessing yes. All right.、Okay. Yeah. All right, that sounds that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, uh, and uh, Kajin, what's your recommendation? 
So I would like to recommend a show, uh, when an art show that's happening at Ilham Gallery right now, um, called Nirm- uh, it's a show, a solo of the artist, the late artist, Nirmala Dutt, called Statements. And I think this is one of the best solo art shows I've seen in Malaysia. And so she has a remarkable body of work. And I think what is really remarkable about it is that she's a mixed media artist. She takes newspaper clippings, photographs, graphs, uh, statistics, painting, oil, and combines them in these kind of collage forms. And she is extremely concerned about social issues. So the things she talks about in her art are things like um, squatters being cleared in the 1990s, right? Yeah. Pollution of the of uh, the Klang Valley's rivers. Um, she has this, uh, I, I think this is incredibly powerful, these series of paintings, of there's huge paintings of huge waves just rising above the entire vertical kind of canvas. <laughs> and... In the center of this wave at the bottom are like pictures of actual newspaper photographs of um, victims of the scenes from the 2001 tsunami. So, and she, she made these works in the aftermath of the, the tsunami. So, so she has all these this work. And I think she's one of those artists that have really uh, suffered in the sense that she she hasn't been really recognized and also because she passed away at a pretty young age. Yeah. Um, and it's only now that I think people are looking at her work. And also because for a long time, I, I think um, quite a few collectors, you know, look at her art and, oh, this kind of art is not very pretty to put in my house, you know. I, I don't want like yeah. a refugee in my house, so to yeah. speak. So I think that's probably why her very socially conscious work has been under-recognized. Um, but I, I think actually... This um, show really places her at the front and center of socially conscious art in in Malaysia's history. Oh, I might understand. Do you know how long it's running until? It is from the 18th of July to the 24th of December. So it's quite a while. It's completely free ah, to walk okay, in. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, and it's Still at the Ilham Gallery, which is right next to the Ampang Ill- Park RRT station. Uh, have you been yep. to Ilham on a weekend? Uh, yes. yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> so many people go. Oh, no, no. It's, yes. it's a lot better now. No, like, no, I'm, uh, I'm not complaining. I, I think it's a, it's wonderful that so many young people yes. uh, go um, there um, and and it it's a, te- a testament, one, to the success of Ilham Gallery, but mm. also a testament to, uh, um, sadly, there's just not enough else in KL. Yes. People yes. are hungry. Yeah. Young people are hungry to be able to experience. Not go to a mall. Well, yeah, not go to a mall, yeah. not just eat, you know, but yeah. to experience something. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I think, uh, Cam, you love a particular um, work of hers, which has stature in it. Uh, it's a, okay. It's, it's a very funny, satirical piece. Uh, Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm surprised and a little appalled that you would associate Margaret Thatcher with me, but uh, well, well, you a know, satirical, one, satirical, a satirical, one, one, a satirical one. You know? Okay, I know I haven't had a haircut for a while, but it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's becoming Thatcher like. It will bring you back to your rebellious eighties days, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I would also recommend whilst you're at Ilham, do check out the um, 
the museum shop there. Uh, it's a really excellent shop. Yeah. Uh, it's been curated from uh, crafts that are, are made in Malaysia, um, artwork that you can purchase that's made in Malaysia. Uh, it's 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 really really good yeah. shop. Um, okay, so well that brings yeah. us to the end of this week's show, and I would like to ask Bijou, do you have any shows coming up or or pieces of music that you'd like us uh, to? Uh, this year has been my year of rest, and I recently uh, returned from Europe, where I learned a Croatian word called fiaka, which is huh. a state of being that is of relaxation and peace. So I'm on a year of fiaka. So the answer is no, but Look out for next year. I might have a couple of things brewing. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, so, well, thank you, Bijou. Uh, 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 great thank to you see so you much. again. And thank you, Onkar Jin. Thank you. You rock on with that consulting <laughs> thing. I don't know what one says to a consultant. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bijou oh, is easy, you know, like, you know. Sing go, away. Go sing away and you go consult away. And uh, and myself, Cam Rustan, please join us next week for another exciting episode of Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.